Welcome back to episode 64 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free, where I give my overall opinion on a series, and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Rail Wars. Released in 2014 by Studio Passion A, it has 12 episodes and comes in sub only. The JNR Railway Company spans all across Japan. Supported by the government, it is a hotbed for people seeking stable employment. This hiring term, all applicants have been funneled into the security division regardless of their requested department. This brings us to Naotoi Takayama, aka Sheldon Cooper for his love of trains. Naoto's dream is to be a train driver, so while working security is a foot in the door to the JNR, it is far from what he wanted. I appreciated Naoto seeing security as a stepping stone, but still going above and beyond when performing his duties. It would be easy for him to slack off and not care, viewing the position as a job, not a career. However, Naoto's attitude is to do his best regardless. This quality is one of the reasons I feel he was the correct choice for deputy leader. Another is Naoto being a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Competent enough to understand every aspect of the job, yet self-aware recognizing he isn't the strongest or most intelligent. What Naoto does have is heart, which gives him strength in difficult situations. For example, not abandoning Sakurai while defusing the bomb or getting the organ to its destination. Naoto also guided his group to be the only one capable of achieving the required speed when shoveling coal. He can pull it all together, making him a good leader. That isn't to say Naoto doesn't have major room for improvement. His verbal communication and lack of confidence when speaking to the purse snatchers was embarrassing. Then he was completely taken off guard when attacked by them. Fortunately, the team was there to support him in that situation. Speaking of the team, Sakurai is a dangerous wildcard with a warped sense of justice. At first I thought Sakurai was just trolling Naoto to get him to say something stupid on the first day, but her genuine answer being shoot train molesters to death was a huge red flag. This was made worse by the instructor agreeing with her sentiment, only denouncing it for being against policy. Sakurai is the best shot of all the candidates. She claims her father is a police officer who trained her in self-defense and firearm handling. I find that difficult to believe as she violates gun safety numerous times. Firing one-handed at the range and pulling her revolver out to show Naoto in front of other passengers on the train would be examples. Sakurai also aimed a weapon at her friends, accidentally discharging it on a public street. This combined with how easily Nana took Sakurai's gun from her proves she shouldn't be carrying. That is a hard pill to swallow for Sakurai because she is obsessed with being armed. And if you don't believe me, she took a baton into the open bath while watching over Noah. Keeping weapons away from her is a good thing as Sakurai is the first to run into a situation without a plan. Always eager to jump into action, she got the entire squad disciplined for deserting their station to pursue the purse thieves. Sakurai again tried to prove herself by tailing the bomber's accomplice through multiple towns not learning from the first time, abandoning her patrol without immediately advising Nana on what was happening. Sakurai needs to understand she's not a cop, it's not her job to chase criminals. Even in the confines of being a police officer, she would be going overboard. Sakurai has some issues with excessive force, violently beating down more people in this series than anyone else. When being physical was justified, she goofed it, like missing the tackle on the bomber's accomplice crashing into Naoto. Or when the blonde mohawk goon attempting to kidnap Bernina has his back to her, Sakurai decided to jump in front of him to be tased instead of attacking from behind. When it came to a connection between Sakurai and Naoto, she did my boy dirty. 
Using him as a human springboard to get the little boy's balloon from the tree was disrespectful. Sakurai pissed me off to no end when she screwed Nato over during the simulator. She ruined Nato's big chance to showcase his skills as a driver in front of the JNR trainers. And if that was real, she would have derailed the train, hurting her so-called friends. During the escort of the prince, Sakurai has an injured leg and could have been helped over to the passenger cars while they were attached. Instead, she stays behind knowing she's compromised, dragging Naoto down. If he detached the engine solo, he could have easily jumped to safety. Instead, Naoto is stuck on a non-stop train because of Sakurai's ego. Kumi is by far the smartest member of the team. She memorized the entire train schedule before her first shift and speed read the manual for operating the little red car. Kumi excelled at verbal communication. Naoto couldn't calm the lost child, so she stepped in and handled it. Kumi also translated English to help the blonde man buy his special ticket. Where Kumi struggled is she isn't the most physical, but continues to train as we saw her going ham on the treadmill. Iwaizumi is the series' big dummy. Strong and fast physically, but got lost chasing the purse thieves. Iwaizumi displays a bad sense of direction, but does have great instincts. He protected Naoto from the locker explosion by simply hearing a single beep and was the one to figure out the location of the bomb in the lost and found. Being the muscle, I thought it amusing Iwaizumi constantly wears a protective vest, it was very fitting to his character. He was such a badass taking on the two goons trying to kidnap Bernina. He's like, oh, so you like tasers? Me too. If it was Sakurai instead of Iwaizumi fighting the assailants two on one, she would have just shot them both. As for romance, my man was no simp. It was food over everything. While on the topic of making connections, this series needed to do a better job creating a bromance between Iwaizumi and Naoto. We never got to see these two bond or hang out like the girls do. Sasho is a friend from school and bigger train nerd than Naoto. She makes ringtones out of train whistles and bells. Sasho and Naoto are close, which makes the other girls jealous when she starts working in the service industry of the JNR. Her popping up wherever the crew went was convenient. She's training everywhere. Noah is a pop idol whose posters are plastered at the train station, so I thought it was funny not even the girls knew who she was. At first I thought Noah was going to be a stuck-up princess after telling Naoto to put a sock in it while on the train, but she was pretty considerate to get his booklet stamped as a thank you for helping her with the overzealous fan. When Naoto stood wide-armed against the second crazy fan wielding a knife, I don't know which pissed me off more, the cliché of a book or phone saving somebody from a bullet or knife, or the fact this Goomba didn't even try to defend himself. The biggest misconception of being in a knife fight is you're not going to get cut, but Naoto just took the blade in the stomach. If it went through the vest, who knows what organ it could have penetrated. Don't get me wrong, he's not going to disarm someone like you see in those fake martial art videos on YouTube, but I mean he could at least try to block it. Better to have a gash on your forearm than a wound to the chest. Hell, maybe the risk was worth it to look heroic in front of Noah. She fell in love with Naoto and wasn't afraid to fight for him. Noah's at a mad disadvantage and not just because she doesn't see Naoto at work like the other girls. Kumi got the front bumps and Sakurai may damn well be the first anime girl I've seen with some ass. Then there's Noah with nothing going on in the back. Those idle diets don't do much for getting curves. Speaking of curves, Nana is a dime who gets stuck supervising four numbskulls straight out of training. She comes off very nonchalant but is surprisingly good at her job. Nana is also an amazing wingwoman. She didn't let Naoto get himself in trouble when waking up to see Noah changing in the tent. She shushed him and allowed a quick peek before turning his head away. Naoto is the luckiest guy in the world when it comes to girls. I lost count how many times he just falls into breasts this season. Nana encourages the girls to wear sexy swimsuits at the beach concert and hooks Naoto up with what was supposed to be alone time with Noah in the church. 
Naoto needs to buy Nana a gift basket or something for all the opportunities. And what better way to finish off a season for Naoto than a solo adventure with Nana geeking out over trains? From the first time I watched Rail Wars I knew I'd put this in the review, when Nana was dripping sweat from the broken air conditioner the way her clothes were soaked made me feel sticky. It looks so uncomfortable my skin crawls just thinking about it. I've worked in security myself for the past four and a half years and have many experiences to relate to Rail Wars. I started in event security at concerts before moving to bouncing downtown. I really enjoyed that but I had to quit after getting full-time hours at my current job posted at a mental health hospital. What I expected from security before starting was sitting in a parking booth all night with a little television making sure no one was breaking car windows or peeing in the back corner of the lot. Now I know there's a lot more to it. I'd like to go through the situations the series did well in portraying the duties of a security officer followed by when the scope of their job was exaggerated for entertainment. Sakurai's realization security isn't all chasing dirtbags was great. Customer service is a large part of security like Naoto walking the elderly woman to her destination. I was once roaming the halls not in the mindset of being at work. A lady called out to me asking for directions and in my head I was like why is she bothering me? Until I looked down seeing security on my shirt like duh. Patrols, access control, and answering basic questions like where is the exit are all part of security and I thought Rail Wars did well in showcasing that. Another great detail was during the morning briefing. It is accurate if a person was banned from property or a potential danger, a photo of them would be shown to all security staff, like in the case of the bomber's accomplice. When the main four were all stationed together as a team, I called bullshit. At my site, I definitely ran into other officers from my training class, but there is no way four rookies would all be placed on the same rotation. I will say this is a balanced group that worked well together. Everyone was utilized to the best of their abilities while never accepting where they fell flat. As discussed in their character analysis, each member had strengths and flaws, but continued to improve in the areas they struggled in. Sakurai drags Naoto to the firing range to get him proficient in shooting and puts him through the paintball course. Kumi helped Iwaizumi study for tests and explain things in a way he could easily understand. Kumi makes improvements from running on the track and training to when the crew is chasing the purse snatchers. She is by no means in the front, but she isn't trailing behind like before. It's important not to become complacent and strive to make yourself a well-rounded employee, especially in security where you could face dangerous situations like the purse snatchers and Noah's stalker pulling a knife. I've had a knife taken out on me while doing security, as have many of my co-workers. Which brings me to the unrealistic situations. When the two purse-snatching thugs escaped, the crew should have never followed them. Security would call the train's destination to inform them of the problem, get the two subjects' faces and description from one of the cameras, send that information over by email or fax, and that would be the end of their involvement. You wouldn't leave your post to follow the criminals. What happens if a separate incident occurred where these four are supposed to be? No security would be available to deal with other emergencies. When Kumi and Naoto retrieved the dog, it's true a lost and found form would be filled out. It would pertain to where the object had been found, by whom, and a description. For example, a wallet found on the seat of a train car, you'd say on March 30th at approximately 1640 hours, a brown wallet with a red circle logo was found by Mr. Jones on car D of train EF623. Document everything in the wallet such as credit or identification cards and money. Write the specific bills, coins, and quantity of each. It would be a good idea to take a picture of the wallet to show the state it was found. That way if money is missing you have proof it was stolen before you were in possession of it. What wouldn't happen is security being required to attribute a value to the item. Using the example of the dog, if they assume the dog is $1200, the carrier is $300 and if it had a fancy collar estimated at $100,
The security company acknowledges being in possession of what they believe is $1,600 worth of property. If for some reason the carrier was misplaced, they would be responsible for that $300, when in actuality the carrier could have been a knockoff only worth $50. Where I work, if you found a gold watch, you'd report it as yellow because you have no idea if it's fake, gold-plated, or the real deal. If the watch is misplaced or damaged and logged as gold, you've acknowledged its high value. The company could be stuck paying out a huge sum of money for a watch that could have only been worth $15. The bomb storyline was a mixed bag. Having the dog carrier introduced in the previous episode be the hiding spot was a great setup. The bomber calling in to confirm the puppy would stay in the station was well planned. Now this isn't a drill, the bomber has already set off one explosion which wouldn't have gone unnoticed by the public. So the idea of not evacuating for fear of inciting panic was foolish. Everyone already seemed aware something was off watching railway staff running all over the buildings. With the bomber giving a deadline and the security force receiving no directive not to evacuate, they had plenty of time to clear the station in a calm manner and not doing so earlier was a mistake in my opinion, especially when they state customer safety as priority. Initiating a search and nothing more for the explosive is very much in line with security's duty. You want to be attentive to unattended bags or out-of-place items. Examine public areas with high foot traffic first like a food court or bathroom. Rail Wars did well in that aspect. Now where things get rough. Preventing this would be impossible by keeping the public in the building, but using a radio or cell phone while searching for an explosive device is a bad idea. Anything could set it off. Kumi answering her cell phone while searching the lockers was a mistake. If you want to relay information to the designated base of operations, like the completed search of an area or discovering a potential explosive, you need to use a runner. Taking turns being the runner increases efficiency due to the same person becoming tired after multiple trips, but I just use Iwaizumi because he's the fastest and never seems to lose steam. Security should never even attempt to defuse a bomb. Moving the bomb was idiotic enough, but suspending it in the middle of the room was ridiculous. At this point, with how much the carrier had been tampered with, they could at least let the dog out of the bag. Now, I'm no bomb expert, but from all the movies and television I've watched, you don't get to cut three wires, plus what appears to be a few more snipped off screen, before something happens. It isn't until the fourth wire the audience has shown severed does the timer increase in speed. Then pressing the two wires back together shouldn't return the countdown to its normal speed. Stealing the methods of Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty was funny. Use the liquid nitrogen spray can to freeze the timer as the beeping slowly stops. Raiden would be so proud. I can't help but think what if the can was almost empty, they'd be screwed, but just like MGS2, it had an unlimited capacity. Liquid nitrogen was also used on a bomb in Lethal Weapon 2 when Roger was stuck on a toilet. The only person who gets a pass on this bomb call is Iwaizumi for discovering the explosive, not touching it, and directing people to safety. The search for Sasho's friend was way out of reality. Security could do a search of the grounds at best. They wouldn't plug into a missing person's phone looking for clues. They also couldn't enter warehouses while looking for the person. When the thugs return thinking it's the police and Sakurai's like, no, it's the railway public security force, it was so cheesy. And if this search was going to end in a fight against gangsters, at least show me the altercation. I wanted to see some baton on pipe action. When I say this next section was unbelievable, I don't mean impressive. This is one of those stories that started as nitpicks but had so many it earned its own paragraph. I feel at the very least it would be against policy for the organ donor transporter to entrust an item so valuable to four kids. I also call bullshit that Sakurai was able to use her weight to pull the side of the train car down to make sharp turns and stop the crew from derailing. 
Then Sakurai falls out of the train car for no reason, getting pulled back in one-handed by Naoto. The cogs break at an acceptable time as Sakurai says good thing it didn't happen a few seconds earlier, followed by the D-brake malfunctioning right on cue. Iwaizumi snaps the pull handle just as it cooled enough to perform a proper stop. Then with an injured ankle, he somehow climbs on the roof of the red car, jumps off and grabs the back until the compartment he's holding onto rips off. The rest of the crew jumps onto the platform uninjured with the organ unharmed. This entire journey was filled with ridiculous circumstances. Protecting Prince Bernina was almost as bad as the organ transport episodes. At first I thought it made no sense that they wouldn't have royal guards, until it stated Bernina is only fifth in line to rule. Then famous last words, oh something awful would have to happen for me to be crowned. A few moments later. The four relatives ahead of Bernina for the throne were all killed in a single car accident. Looks like the line of succession is wide open now. Naoto while protecting Bernina gets tased in the neck and doesn't go down. That's not happening in the real world. Sakurai disarmed a thug by shooting the gun out of his hand, which is a huge improbability. Then creating a smokescreen by shooting a flare, Sakurai runs straight at a man firing a machine gun directly at her on a narrow path. Not one bullet hits her, all she gets is a sprained ankle. The liberties taken to further these stories were wild. Looking up the voice actors for Rail Wars was a real treat. I tend to associate a voice actor to their characters, and this man was the most difficult to separate. Jun Fukuyama is the voice of Naoto, who I genuinely like, and Yukio from Blue Exorcist, who I despise. His other characters that have been covered on the channel are the underutilized hero in Mao Yu, and Lark from The Rising of the Shield Hero. Manami Numakura voiced Sakurai, she is also the crazy redhead Akane from Love Tyrant, and gun-toting Paula from Nizukoi. If you combine these two other characters, you end up with Sakurai. Manami had the stando performance yelling while keeping the red train car balanced. Naoto called her an idiot for doing it, but I thought it was great. Maya Uchida, the voice of Kumi, is so many other characters I've reviewed, such as Irina from High School DxD, Lily from Damachi, Guild Girl and Goblin Slayer, and Melty from The Rising of the Shield Hero. Satoshi Hino was not only Iwazumi, but Saito from The Familiar of Zero. He was also Lassic from Grand Crest War, which I could totally see, and Constance from Plastic Memories, who I definitely did not expect. He has a wide range when it comes to the characters he's portrayed. Finally, Yui Hori, the voice of Nana, is Minari from Toradora and Siesta in The Familiar of Zero. As for the production, the animation during the train sequences were sick and stood out as a highlight of the series. That's not to say there weren't some stiff animation moments. In the first episode alone, Sakurai's backflip while retrieving the red balloon was awkward looking. The instructor while writing in chalk would slightly move her hand and a line much larger would appear on the board. Rail Wars had been taken off Crunchyroll before my second watch for the review. I had to go elsewhere to find this series. The problem is I discovered two different versions separated only by their subtitles. One had the same words I'd seen in my first viewing. The second set was a completely different translation. I've witnessed alternate subtitles before where a word was switched, but these two versions had completely different text on screen during every shot. Now I don't speak Japanese, but watching the amount of anime I do, I can pick out keywords. The version I had watched previously translated the phrases I knew way more accurately than the new version. This encouraged me to remain with the same subtitles. A week before I started this review, I saw an Instagram post with ladies at the beach and instantly recognized it as Rail Wars. I didn't remember Rail Wars having all the etchy shots, especially on Kumi. The show was up her skirt, having her bounce in gym clothes, and get felt up all in the first episode alone. Sakurai eventually got this treatment as well, 
Naoto's model train smashing into her boobs making boing noises comes to mind as the funniest. Now we get into the nitpicks. Only having to fire 50 rounds of ammo a year to remain qualified to carry a firearm at work seems extremely low. The entire skit I guess you'd call it at the JNR concert was so cheesy. I've seen over the top marketing before but does that really work? Miss Noah how did you get here? Well by train of course. What are you wearing? An official uniform of course. They needed the stalker fan dressed as a staff member just to liven up this cringe fest. When Sakurai uses Naoto to steady her hand while firing at the rock slide alarm, it was the one time her having a gun was useful. The show tried to make this a tense moment by having the train coming towards them while on the track. All they had to do was take a step forward to be clear of any danger. Why is a mountain of boxes filled with canned food sitting in an alley, conveniently placed for Kumi and Naoto to crash into? Why was Naoto allowed up in the snowy mountains as a child alone to take photos of trains? He should have been taken away from his parents by social services for that. After Iwaizumi kicks the tunnel wall to put the red car back on the tracks, it shows Kumi's hand gently held by Naoto's. It was super random and out of place. Which brings us to best girl waifu and harem. Best girl is Kumi. The entire lead up to her and Naoto spending time together was awful. Fake death threats and assassin cats. But watching them run around town while holding hands was worth it. Kumi is a low-key stalker, she knew the years, months, and days of when Naoto freed her from the storage closet. It's not like he rescued her from a kidnapping. To hold on to a crush for so long simply because a guy unlocked a door for you is wild. When they jumped off the train with the organ case, he asked if it was okay instead of if Kumi was alright. Kumi isn't a waifu to me, but she and Nana would definitely be in my harem. Final thoughts. This is why I love anime. There is one made for every topic you can think of. Is there a series about trains and security guards? Yes there is. The characters were all fun and I had a good time watching them keep the railways safe. I had no idea picking apart Rail Wars 12 episodes would give me this much content, but regardless of the faults I found with the show, I'd still highly recommend you check it out. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.